Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Love at First Psych, the Psych First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I'm on your host, Jake Christie, joined as always by Andre Barra. Andre, how are you? I'm good, Jake. Um, yeah, doing great. It's getting cold here. I got the heater on. Ready to go. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, it was in the 30s today for the first time, like, during the day in New York. Um, the feels like was in the high 20s when I went to work. Um, not a fan. Yeah, I mean, luckily for me, uh, cold day here is like what low fifties. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 actually going to Florida this weekend, so that's gonna be nice. Um, Any my reason? older bro- yeah, that's my older brother's thirtieth birthday party. Um, so he rent okay. he's renting a like a house, uh, in Kissimmee, and me, my brothers, and a bunch of his college friends are just gonna be debaucherous <laughs> for a weekend. Right so on. good for you. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that, but yeah, man, fucking cold weather, not good. You know what doesn't really get that cold apparently though? Santa Barbara, I don't think. Um, nope. And that's where uh, this whole thing takes place. Now, of course, it does get cold in Vancouver where they shot it. So you have to imagine. You have to imagine how many times they're dressed for Santa Barbara, but it's like, te- it's like, well, if I, if it's Vancouver, if it's like you know six degrees outside Celsius. Well, you know, there's an easy solution there, and it's, I mean, it's been a solution for the last 10, 15 years, maybe 20. Just shoot up, you know? It'll feel nice and toasty. Wait, shoot up with heroin? Yeah, there's like a huge heroin problem in uh, Vancouver. Oh, I didn't know that was specifically a Vancouver thing. Good to know. I mean, I was going to say, there are, there are different different ways to stay warm. I mean, I would go, I'd go through hand warmers, maybe a space heater before I got to shooting off yeah, the, you, dog you know, food. You know, you know, you know how I do. <laughs> I use, it just like, hey, what you, should I wear a jacket? No, straight to the dog food. Um, <laughs> uh, that's my favorite slang term for a drug. <laughs> to the dog food? Dog food. I don't I, it is, a, I, for, I remember I first heard the Kid Marrow say it, and it is a slang term for, uh, for heroin. Um, dog yeah. food, dog food, yeah. Because like, I guess <laughs> yeah. in a certain form, it looks like it. And I remember I once saw a tweet that was like, I was talking to this girl, and she mentioned her uncle sells dog food, and I and I was like, holy shit, she's admitting he's a drug dealer until I realized he works for Purina. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just looked it up, and yeah, it's Brown Rock heroin. Yeah, I uh, never heard that before, and I'm gonna use it I, all the time now. Yeah, it's great. I it's, it's like I said, there's certain slang terms I've heard. The kid Marrow say that I don't know if they're just his terms, but I that one I remember he I think I first heard him say it where he's just like he was asked what would he do if his kids got addicted to drugs and he's like man if I walk in and my son's shooting up dog food I'm like that is a crazy front sentence to say. That's fucking hilarious. Anyway, shouts to that. Uh, but no, um, we're not talking about uh, heroin. But you know, it wouldn't be the first time we talked about something stupid. Here to talk about you can't handle this episode. Season four, episode nine, uh, episode ten. Excuse me, of Psych. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And as as you can tell now, I put it together. Uh, this is a whole like army. Uh, based yes. Title. Yes. And episode. Yes. Uh, it takes place in an army base. I guess I don't know if there's an army base near Santa Barbara. I wouldn't be surprised if there was. Uh, actually, probably be a navy base if anything. I don't know why there'd be an army base. Um, Wait. Okay. So you. That's a few good men. A few good men, yes. You can't handle the truth, yes. Okay, gotcha. But that takes place in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. Well, not that scene, but that's where the that's where the murder is. Yeah. 
Yeah, and there's like a later, there's a whole Officer and a Gentleman, which I just recently watched. I've never um, seen it, but... And that takes place in like the Seattle area, which is interesting to me. Yeah. Anyways. Yes, yeah, so you can handle those references. I'll handle a few Good Men references because I'm a huge fan of that movie. Um, okay. You know, it's very rewatchable's core. And so that's it's very much in my... Uh, I've heard the episode, but I haven't. I mean, it's one of the few that they've done twice. That's how much of a rewatchables movie it is. They're re-rewatchables. Um, yeah. Anyway, we start off with Sean watching a commercial for the army. And when you watch commercials for like the armed services, be on. Did you ever want to join? Uh, yeah, I think when I was a kid, I think so. I mean, I was really into like GI Joes and shit like that. Mm. So yeah, it seemed kind of cool to me. Um, and honestly, like when I was like in like a like a freshman in college mm-hmm. and like things weren't working out i briefly considered i'm like okay well things don't work out i can always join the military and then kind of just get mm-hmm. school paid for after that mm-hmm. so you know oh speaking of school like jed fish turned the program around anyway oh my god i know can you believe that are they in the <laughs> pac 12 championship game uh, i think so yeah no no they're not yes. no it's no no it's not because they, they got rid of divisions it's That's oregon funny. washington Oh, whack. Okay. Well, whatever. Yeah. No, no, no. The whack's another conference. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, and so, as you can imagine, I never thought about joining the Army. Mostly because, like, my mom, from a very early age, put in our heads, like, you'll never join the Army. Um, yeah. And uh, so, it never was something I was interested in. Um, I only have I have one cousin that joined the Navy, and he got kicked out for doing steroids in Tijuana. Wow. That, that's a story. Yeah, he got ratted out by somebody. Uh, so he was dishonorably discharged. Shout out Ooh. to Chris. Shout out to Chris. Um, I don't. I think I have. I have uncles who are in. I have an uncle who is in the the Air Force, and then um, I don't think I have any cousins who are. Um, but yeah, definitely. Uh, no, no disrespect. Uh, in fact, all the reasons I never want to join is just because I'm a big wimp. But we see Sean. He sees the commercial. He doesn't want to join the and army. Your flat feet. I do. I mean, my feet are horrible. Um, yeah, you'd be, you'd have trouble. I do have flat feet. I also had to go to physical therapy when I was 10 because I walked on my tippy toes all the time, which is related to my flat feet. Um, You're just getting ready for your future career in cross-dressing. Exactly, yes. Um, Yeah, I I, I mean, now, because I went to physical therapy, I don't know how good I would be at it. I mean, I guess I could relearn, but yeah, because I had to go to physical therapy because it got to the point where it's like, Jake, if you keep walking like this, your calves will shrink. And when you're an adult, you'll have trouble walking normally. (laughs) Jesus Christ, every day, something new with you. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, so, yeah, <laughs> so it's an army commercial, as you said, mm-hmm. and Henry gets home early and tries to get him out of the couch and gives him a hard time about slacking off, essentially, and basically says, like, you get these guys in this commercial, like, they're really doing shit, like, don't you want to do so? like, what mm-hmm. kind of career would you want to do? And Sean says that he'd be more interested in the advertising because it's a pretty yeah. bitchin' commercial. It is true. So then we cut to uh, a crime scene. Someone's hanged in a hotel room. And it's Sean, Gus, the cops, and Abigail is there, which is, uh, you know, a strange place to bring your girlfriend. Yeah, I mean, this is a step above, uh, or step below, like, writing to a serial killer, I guess, kind Mm -hmm. of, in jail. Yeah. And so, you know, Abigail's been floating the idea of spending more time together, but this wasn't exactly her idea of how they would be spending their time together. And Lassie, understandably, is mad that she's there, but Sean is convinced that this isn't a suicide. Correct. Yeah, he kind of notices that the door looks like it had been forced open, mm-hmm. um, and then also that the chair, if the chair that's knocked over on the floor, if it would have been, you know, knocked forward, 
or backward, that would have been yeah. because he committed suicide, but because it's knocked yeah. forward. It's, you it's you can't kick your chair out forward if you're hanging. It's just not that's not physically possible. Um, and so there's no wallet, no ID, but there's something in his throat. And what's in his throat? Uh, his dog. It's tag. not. It's not a chili dog. Damn it! I should have said that faster. What is it? It's a, yeah. It's a dog tag. It's another kind of dog. Mm-hmm, that's uh, true. Yeah. I have a question. So, what was the last time you actually sucked down a chili dog? A full chili it was, dog. It was recently. I think it was. Was I watching? Was it no? It was like the movie before the last movie I watched in theaters because I watched Napoleon. So the one before that, whatever. Oh man, was, Napoleon, a, man, what yeah. a horny weirdo. <laughs> Honestly, I really liked that movie. It was really I loved good. it. I loved okay. how there's like, are we going to treat him like he's the greatest man of all time? No, he's a horny weirdo who happened to be at the right place and be insistent. <laughs> yeah, it was great. The bit where he, where uh, Josephine is getting changed, he just goes to the room and goes, mom, 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 that's, that's, that's the part. That's the part that like killed me. I was howling, and like most of the people in the screening, I don't think realized it was supposed to be funny. You know, you know, people th- are dumb and think that uh, movie that they're smarter than movies, so don't realize that when things are still they're supposed to be funny. Yeah, um, you're yeah. hooting and hollering. Actually, I the was. last time I had a chili dog was I was when I was watching Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, <laughs> that's a strange combination. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, anyway, so he was a soldier, so it's a military crime, and Jules has someone who thinks might be able to give some advice in regards to military crime, and she calls up someone, and who is that? now. You know, I was out of wrestling at that point, so I, I, I'm assuming you're talking about John Cena. Yeah, I mean, I'm not into wrestling either, but I know his theme song. Uh, you know. All I know is the can't see me. You can't see me, yeah. Um, John Cena before he got good at acting. It's funny in this episode, I genuinely noticed that he's just much better at acting now than he used to be. Like he is, just is not. Is he pre? Is this pre or post the Marine? Uh, I think it's pre. I think it's post the Marine. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, and then it, it, twelve rounds is um, it's the same year as twelve rounds, which he's all. I never seen the Marine, but I've seen twelve rounds, and he's not that good in it. Okay, I don't even know what 12 Rounds is, though. So. 12 Rounds is uh, Aiden Gillen plays a terrorist, like, bank robber who, like, basically... It's it's like it's like uh, Speed, except there are 12 challenges instead of just the ones. Like, so he's calling him on the phone, like, Round 1, there's this and this and this and this, and I'm doing a strange American accent because I'm a M- Aiden Gillen, you know? He sounded pretty good in uh, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, I think it's, it's, he's, his accent sounds fine, but he always kind of has, like, the same tone where he's, like, very pointed, like, what happens if I take off the mask? Um, anyway. Uh, 12 Rounds is a Rennie Harlan, Harlan movie? Oh, so yes, it's a Rennie it. Harlan joint. It oh, takes place point. in New Orleans. There's a scene where one of the trolleys, like, the electric, like, he basically breaks it so it can't stop. And it's very uh-huh. thrilling. And by that, I mean, it's not that thrilling because the trolleys in New Orleans only go so fast. <laughs> Uh, okay, sorry, I'm just going through the Rennie Harlan thing, and he has three Strangers sequels coming out? I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. Three? What the f- Okay, what Rennie Harlan's career has gone off the fucking deep end, man. He was making, he made a die hard, like, think about how his career really, he was married to Gina Davis. I mean, really, just tragedy. Rennie Harlan is the least finished name I've ever heard in my life. That's true. Um, I actually just saw, I saw, I watched a finished movie in theaters last night. That's not a joke. Um, saw a finished romantic comedy called Fallen Leaves, which is pretty good. Um, Interesting. You know, uh, you know anyway, uh, so 
he calls up Ewan O'Hara, her her brother, John Cena. He's on the run, clearly doing some secret agent shit. And he's doing the classic, like, you know, spy comedy thing where he's clearly in the middle of something. But he's like, oh, yes, yes, I'm doing great. You know, I'll call you right back. And he hops on a jet ski and he gets a call from someone who refers to him as Alpha 4. Correct. Um, and we don't see who the person is that's calling mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. So what I'm thinking, and we never see it during the episode, by the way. So I'm no, thinking we don't. this person will come back at some point. I don't think so, if I remember correctly. Sorry. Really? Okay. I'm I, I'd rather burst your bubble than have you think that that's going to come back. That's fine. Do we do we know who that person is? Is it like Steve no. or some shit? No. Okay. I, I mean, I, I probably could figure it out. But I will say this. Ewan is not gone forever. I'll say that. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. John um, Cena comes back, I think, two more times. So. Gotcha. So, yeah. Uh, we find out that his name is Alpha 4, as you said. Mm-hmm. And right off the jump, you kind of suspect that there is uh, – well, obviously, we, we know that he's going to be involved in helping mm-hmm. solve this crime now. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, he he calls Juliet back, and uh, he suggests that maybe they get dinner tonight at fucking nine p.m., which is just a wild time to grab dinner. But yeah, that's fucked up. That's fucked off. up. It's, um, like I I mean, hmm. yeah, people in New York do shit like that. I'm not I'm not a fan. Yeah, yeah. Also, though, Juliet asks him like, you know, why someone would swallow their dog tag, um, mm. and he tells her that it's it's a symbol of shame. That basically, mm-hmm. suicide is disgraceful, especially for a soldier. Yeah. Which, if we if what we know, there must have been a lot of dog tag swallowing over the last thirty years. Absolutely, it's and not. it's like ironic because the theme song of Mash says that suicide's painless. Um, so that's kind of ironic. Um, that's a huge blind spot in my fucking catalog. I've never seen the show or the movie, but I know that the theme song "Suicide Is Painless," and what am is, I but is, a font of knowledge? Is Mash season finale still the most watched TV show of all time? Uh probably. Um. Let me look at most watched TV show of all time. Or TV episode, I think. Yeah, okay. that's without, yes, because that's, um, uh, non, okay, the, the, um, yes, not including the Super Bowl. Super Bowl yeah. is, uh, obviously number one, but in, sorry, in the United States, they, there's no good answer for the world, but people estimate it could be one of the final Game of Thrones episodes, but that's hard to estimate. Um, yeah. Anyway, so they had dinner at nine. Yeah. So then we cut to uh, Ewan chopping up, telling stories about uh, you know his time in the Corps uh, or whatever. Not the Corps. He's not a Marine. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, and Sean is clearly, clearly jealous of him. I feel like this is like the sixth iteration of this scenario playing out where someone's telling a bunch of stories yeah. at the base or sorry, not the base, yeah. the police station. And Sean is like less than thrilled about it. Mm-hmm. Um, if I didn't want to say that Sean is a deeply insecure person. <laughs> you think? Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, Sean basically tries to poo poo him a little bit and mm-hmm. Ewan just says that, you know, Sean is the more amazing one after all. Mm-hmm. And he kind of wants to know what, what, mm-hmm. what that's all about. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, Ewan mentions that, Juliet's mentioned a lot about him and Gus wants to know what's been said about him and apparently not very much. No. And so, you know, Juliet brings up a story where he gave her a bunch of noogies on a trip to Epcot, um, you know, which, sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, at least it's accurate because it, it's canonical that she's from Florida. So, uh, you know, I'm glad that they didn't, uh, you know. That's true. The- because if it was yeah. like if she was in like Nebraska and they said she's taking a road trip to Epcot, I'm like that her hair would be falling out. <laughs> All those yeah, noogies. Man, fuck that. 
so yeah, then we also get like a little bit of a report or a follow up that there was a severe neck fracture and mm-hmm. that was not from the hanging. So yeah, and we find out that it was a private Starks that was uh, yes. the the dead party. And so they're gonna be they're gonna go check out the base and see if they can investigate it as this happened, you know, off a of base. So mm-hmm. the NCIS won't be involved. I don't. I, I think the military police, because I believe NCIS is just for the Navy. I think, or maybe I think it's for. I don't know. I still think it's the most insane thing in the world that there's like a whole thing for NCIS. Like mm-hmm. how many crimes? And that it was, and that it was a spinoff. A fucking, and yeah, that it was a spinoff. Could there be? That is a great question. It is. It, it's. Yeah, if the Navy had as big a murder problem as NCIS would suggest, there'd be hearings about it. <laughs> this is like Monk and basically this show where like everybody... This, yeah, because Santa Barbara is the, is the size of like fucking like Port Charlotte, Florida. It's, you yeah. know... Insane. Um, so, anyway, yeah, insane. So, was going to tag along with them. And so Lassie tries to get in with his badge. He can't get in. And Sean tries to see mentions he's from the Bahrain embassy. He's Sean Spencer. And this is my attache, Guy Buttersnaps, a.k.a. the heater. And I will say this. I don't think that there's any self-respecting psych fan that would have Guy Buttersnaps any lower than fifth on the best ghost nicknames. It just this is, is, I mean. This is two besides, honestly, there's a John Slade. John, well, that's his own nickname. That doesn't count, really. I mean. But that's I guess so good, though. Yeah, it's my so name's Gus. You can call me John Slade. Yeah, it's funny though, because like for whatever reason, this guy on Twitter who follows me named Guy Buttersnaps. Yeah, that's Montel. He's a patron for the Marvel show. He's been on a couple times. Okay, he's a big psych <laughs> fan. Oh, clearly. Yeah. Uh, so, so now it all makes sense to me. Yeah, Guy Buttersnaps, and his name in our Discord—I'm not going to say what it is—is is actually another psych Augustic name, I think, from season six. So yeah, Guy Buttersnaps, okay. aka the Heater. Um, yeah, I love that. But uh, um, then Hewan gives his ID. He's got he's got DOTTS, I guess. I'm mean, sorry, DODTS, which I guess is Department of Defense top secret clearance. I think is what that's supposed to mean. And um, so they meet the top the, the major general involved, played by none other than uh, Robert Patrick. Yeah, Mister T one thousand. Also, was he? Well, he was a degenerate gambler on Sopranos, no. I've never watched The Sopranos all the way through. Sorry. Well, it's weird because I feel like he was in it and also uh, John Hurd randomly. Anyways, uh, so I mean, he's yeah, been in so much stuff. He's he's got he's yeah. had he's had he, his career has not lived up to how good he is as the T one thousand. But he's had a if you're him, you're happy with your career. I feel like absolutely. So his name is General Feltz, um, and he starts right off by saying this is a military matter, and he basically mm-hmm. tries to strong arm the SBPD into you know mm-hmm. stepping off. But Laster is insistent that because it didn't happen in the base, uh, you know, he needs their cooperation to investigate this mm-hmm. further. And, uh, you know, Sean addresses him as Major General and mm-hmm. not because he has a question, just because he likes the sound of it. And you know what? Yeah. So do I. Yeah, I mean, it's Major General. I love the one, like, Gus say, no, Gus say, no, Gus say, Major General. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. It's a great phrase. Um, and so... Uh, you know, a guy comes in, Wallach, Wallach, excuse me, and says that he just got the phone with Stark's parents. They're going to give him his personal effects. Um, and Sean then gets a call from Abigail, who apparently is being, you know, trying to push things too far. Yeah, she's being very clingy uh, and, like, yeah, just blowing his, up, blowing his phone up at all times. Um, and, yeah, it's kind of a weird thing. But uh, essentially, the police say that they need to look at his belongings before his parents come and pick them up. 
And so they're going to split between that and then going to check out where uh, Starks was working at, which was the motor pool. So Sean volunteers him and Gus to go check out the motor pool. And they have a couple of requests. They want a corn cob pipe and a Hummer. Yeah. Hold on. I think I lost your sound. Oh, no, I'm, I was muted. Sorry. Got it. Okay. Uh, that uh, Ewan introduces them to like the person on, on duty as Sean Spencer and D, his partner Geese Buttersnaps. That's not your real name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and basically, Ewan asks like what it's like to you know do what he does, and that's when Sean starts to get into his whole mm-hmm. dog and pony show. About... Do you have the three? Because I do. Uh, no, I don't. Would you ask Egyptians how they built the pyramids? Would you yeah, ask Yo-Yo Ma how he makes music sound like heaven? Would you ask Iron Mark Sharp why he felt the need to shower for 90 minutes after wrestling for less than 10? <laughs> which that's a reference. I don't, I don't even mean. know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, there's just like, the conference of what he says it is funny. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so while he's up there on the APR, which is, I don't know what the hell it is again. And yeah. Automated, so whatever. Yeah. He sees a calendar um, with starts his name on a few of the dates, you know, this is a DNR. So Sean um, is wrong because he says that according to him, he gets the vibe that he was insubordinate, lazy. Mm. And his, the fellow soldier denies that and says it's quite the opposite, that he's actually one of the most, uh, mm. you know, one of the most dutiful uh, mm. army people, whatever, soldiers. Mm. And that DNR isn't dinner. Oh, because he, he says he suspects mm. that he just, he cut out and just went to dinner. But DNR mm. is not dinner. It's he did not report. Mm, yes. Uh, and the only reason that he would be allowed to not report is if he was sick, uh, a, had an injury, or is meeting with a superior. So um, then Ewan gets a call from his secret handler and say, basically asks, what the hell are you doing on the base? Yeah, because him flashing his DODTS, you know, ranks and bells. So um, this is when uh, Alpha 4 has his new assignment, which is to basically cover up whatever happened mm-hmm. to Starks at yes. the end of the day. And so he gets some files given to him on the side by another soldier, and he starts shredding some stuff, which is, yeah. you know, yeah, not always bad. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, it's I love shredding documents. Oh, my God. It's the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, you understand the bit in the office where Gus, where not Gus, where Dwight shreds his credit card because he's like shredding stuff so much. Um, anyway. Yeah. And. Um, and so, yeah, one thing that really sucks is that, like, at a law firm, you don't actually shred any documents. You put them in basically a secure thing that a service comes by and shreds them securely, so you don't get you don't get the satisfaction of shredding yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it sucks. Um, anyway, so um, Abigail calls again, and you know, Sean's worried about her being clingy, but he realizes he has to apologize for bringing her to a crime scene. So he says, "I'll be making up to you tonight, eight p.m." Um, and so they go into the police station. Uh, Ewan's there wearing some athletic gear. And uh, Sean says he had two realizations. Uh, yeah, he had, <laughs> he had two realizations, um, which, hold on, it's, oh, wait, okay, no, I have the other ones, not those. No, it's that he, the Howard Monkey playing the glockenspiel in his mind sure, is inner child. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the fact that Stark signed out means something. And then all of a sudden... Much like, uh, you know, when we get to the final chorus of a song and they want to make it sound interesting, Ewan changes his tune. Correct. Uh, he kind of just suggests that this is just suicide, straight mm-hmm. up. Um, and 
This is when Sean notices that the documents that he provided to Juliet uh, has like a tear mark, like at the yeah. edge of it, clearly meaning that something was taken out. Mm. And so he knows that someone tampered with that file, so they need to get back to the base. And uh, and yeah, but Ewan says he won't do it. Yeah, correct. That he's already done enough, and he's going to get in trouble or some shit like that. And so Sean has the bright bright idea that they're going to sneak on under the radar. Cut to Sean and Gus in handcuffs. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what was the thing? He didn't realize that a radar was... Like, no, it was that he said we're going to sneak in under the radar. Sorry, I didn't realize they had real radar. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, so while they're on... The, so they meet with the Major General, Phelps. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is when Sean pitches his idea of an army site. Well, no, you're missing, I think, one of my favorite... Probably a favorite line of the episode of, I assume you realize this kind of idiocy will not be tolerated on my base. Is there another type of idiocy that will be tolerated? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so again, like the army psychic thing, and he's going to pitch that to CBS. Uh, I would have loved the little self-aware to pitch it to USA. That would have been cool, too. I mean, the reason but he says CBS because they still need to make fun of the mentalist. Oh, gotcha. That is really I mean, like, the, I, I forgot how many running bits there are just making fun of the mentalist. Um, I thought that was a TNT show. No, definitely CBS. Okay. Patrick Jane looking for Red John with Teresa Lisbon. That was on CBS. Patrick Jane? Patrick Jane was the name of the character. Come on. Keep up. Okay, gotcha. But that's Simon... Simon what? Baker, and then Teresa Baker. Lisbon is played by Robin Tunney of the Craft fame. And uh, an End of Days fame. That's oh, don't get me fucking started in End of Days. I love that Ooh. movie. You love that <laughs> yeah. movie? I like that movie. It's a movie where... This is the thing that I never could give in my head. When the priest, who I think is played by um, Rod Steiger, I think, uh, is no talking about why the devil has to come every millennium he says that paul's dream of the number of the beast being 666 was actually 999 because quote sometimes dreams are upside down that's the explanation for why the devil comes on the end of a millennium because sometimes dreams are upside down that is in a movie i mean you know it's funny because the whole upside down thing, I, I was the other day because I had like vet bills mm-hmm. and I'm like, do you ever have to take your fish to the vet? Like why what would ever, why would you do that? Mm. So I looked it up, I Googled it and it says, if your fish is ever disoriented and swimming upside down, you should take it to the vet. Mm. I assume it also I depends know. on what type of fish you have. Like if it's a goldfish, yeah, no. If it's a goldfish, like, no. If you have like a nice aquarium with like, you know, a big fish, you probably do also the thing the great thing about the guy about in today is the guy who wrote that line that sometimes dreams are upside down he went on eventually to create castle and the rookie so he is more wealthy than you and i will ever be if all of our dreams come true <laughs> uh yeah thank god for eric roth just kidding it's not him um no. eric roth don't 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 besmirch the name of eric roth like that don't disrespect the the god the god uh, no, okay yeah. was end of days and stigmata that whole that i never saw whole... stigmata but okay, what was about one it? of those things where like you release two movies that are around the same time that like are the same show? Kind of. Like, I remember. I remember Stigmata. Does Stigmata literally have to do with the devil? I thought it was just like seeing demonic stuff. I don't think the, is the devil like literally well, coming I mean, back. You know, similar vibes. I guess so. Yeah, I, I feel it's like I, the world though. Yeah, I mean maybe, but it's hard to say. Just because End of Days is such a, it's so like its own thing because even if that it was a type of movie about a cop trying to prevent the devil from taking over the world. The moment you throw Arnold Schwarzenegger into it, it becomes a different type of movie, you know? Absolutely. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, that movie's dog shit. Um, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen it since I watched it as like a 13-year-old, so I mean... You know what? The, the, the reason I saw it, the reason I saw it is at my older brother's college graduation party where a bunch of his friends were staying over, 
uh, our, I mean, I'm friends with all Scottish friends, so our mutual friend David, uh, and I'm going to do a spot-on impression of him, so if anyone who knows him, was like, I don't know, I used to love the end of days, and I was Schwarzenegger, and we put it on, and at the end we're like, David, that was fucking sucked, and he's like, yeah, I didn't realize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, shout out to David, I'm going to be seeing him in a few days, uh, great guy. Um, we some people just text each other when we're having Dr. Pepper. Um, anyway, um, so did you did uh, you listen to um, the All Fantasy Everything about sodas? No, I didn't. I haven't yet. I'm going to. I mostly was hesitant because I'm very insecure about the fact that I'm an adult who still loves soda, and I know Ian with his weight loss is going to be besmirching my good kit name, and so I need to prepare myself mentally for that. Kate, Katie Nolan took Dr Pepper first. I thought it was absolutely insane. That is. Oh, I think that that is the correct take. I. I mean, no that, way. No way. I mean, we I can't. Hate, I don't like Dr. Pepper at we all. Can't litigate really this. We can't litigate this because, like, there are some subjects I'm willing to lose friends over, and I consider you a dear close friend. And soda is something I'm absolutely willing to lose a friend over. What, what would I, you? So, so number one is your Dr. Pepper. I mean, my favorite soda is like it really depends on the day. Like, but yeah, I would say if, if I'm drafting, definitely Dr. Pepper would be the first pick. Yeah, because I could live without Coke. I, I I would feel really shitty if I didn't have Dr. Pepper on my team. I would be Cherry Coke number one. Yeah, you know what I. Like, you know when the last time I had Dr. Pepper was? Yesterday? Less than 12 hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, exactly. I, I had some with my lunch. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway, yeah. so um, so Feltz leaves the room, and, um, you know, Sean's worried he's going to come back with a bar of soap and a blanket. Uh, sorry, Gus is worried, and I love Sean says, there's no way we're going to get D'Onofrio. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, poor poor so- freaking private pile. I saw the movie for the first time like a year ago, and I'm like, Wow. I mean, maybe I'm just a big baby, but I'm like, this guy really getting the short end of the stick. He's the only one acting rationally. This is horrible. What? Okay, he's Gomer Pyle, right? That's his name? That's not his real name, but that's his nickname. Oh, so what? why is it Gomer? What is Gomer Pyle is uh, a character from, um, what's it called? Uh, we I think the Andy that. Griffith show. Oh, uh, no. Gomer Pyle, you, it was a... Uh, uh, Andy Griffith yeah, show. Yeah, the Andy Griffith show, yeah. So his name is not Gomer Pyle at all. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's um, uh, what's it? What's his name? Um, uh, it's it barely say the actual character's name. Uh, Leonard Lawrence is his uh, his name. Yeah, movie's fucked. Rest in peace. It's a great movie. Watch watch Uh, it on a plane. (laughs) I mean, that's a crazy thing to do. Um, (laughs) it's that that's that's insanity. (laughs) Really sick of shit. That's real sick of behavior. (laughs) Um. Uh, I I mean, some teach their own. I like to watch like, you know, pleasant light dramas, but sure. Um, anyway, so Ewan, we, Sean knows that Ewan is on the base talking to someone. And so that's obviously, you know, suspicious. So then we cut to Sean and Gus. Specifically, he's talking to the guy that they were talking. Have they talked to him yet? No, not, no, they talked to him later. But that's, um, they're talking to Lassie and Sean's trying to beat around the bush about something. Yeah, he's being a very uh, yeah. He's being he's trying to be like a little bit discreet because Juliet's not too far away. But mm-hmm. essentially, asked Lassie where Ewan was last night, and Lassie wants to know what the fuck this is about. And you know, Sean suggests that maybe he's involved in some way because no one knows much about what Ewan does for the government, and that he just thinks that he's involved in this in some way. And Lassiter kind of like says it out loud um, what he's mm-hmm. talking about, and that causes Juliet to overhear, yes. and she. She comes over and she's fucking pissed. I appreciate how that she is realistically pissed. It is not played for comedy. I right. appreciate that. Yes, agreed. Agreed. 
Um, it looks like she's about to blow up on him, and mm-hmm. but she doesn't really. She kind of keeps it at a very controlled burn. And um, I take that to mean that she is less like she's deeply hurt by this. Yeah. yeah, she's like hurt as opposed to like pissed you know like pissed is like when gus's parents got arrested he played pissed but like she i think is like really emotionally hurt that he did that correct and so she i mean and she proves just how hurt she is by basically saying that just because you have like a fucked up relationship Mm -hmm. with your family doesn't mean that no one else can and that essentially she also thinks that sean is jealous of ewan and, mm-hmm. you know, he says that, of course not, and that's funny, and ha, 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 Gus mm-hmm. laugh as well, and they do a little bit of a laugh. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, that's kind of that. But Lassie, Lassie also, ends up getting them out of it by embarrassing himself more. Yeah, correct. He mentions that he has it out for Feltz and that he will, you know, fuck him up or whatever. And, unfortunately, Feltz interrupts them because <laughs> he shows up uh, at the at the station. And typically this would have been handled via a phone call, uh, but he wanted to handle it in person. So they're about to go meet with Phelps when Juliet tells Sean and Gus to go home. And Mm -hmm. so Phelps talks to the police in private and Mm -hmm. he stands up the whole time to which Lasseter says, hey, like have a seat. And he says that 72 out of the 79. 32 out of 39. There were 79 signatures of the Declaration of Independence. Uh, man, I don't know. I'm, I'm kidding. Sure. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. I, need to st- well, I need to stop being a know-it-all in my real life because whenever I try to do the joke of pretending like something's common knowledge and no one gets it. Yeah. Um, so I just want to know who the seven people that were sitting down. I'm assuming Benjamin Franklin was one of them. Yeah, the I mean. Sloppy fellow. Yeah, he had to, he freaking had to cover up uh, his... There's no good way for me to say he's had to cover up the boner he had in his pants. So whatever. Yeah, that's where he was. He had to sit down. Correct. Um, he was still reeling from that thunderbolt. Yeah, man. My man's got he's it's so <laughs> crazy how much sex the man was having. It just <laughs> Was he really? Oh my god. He well, the he took the ambassadorship in France and basically when Thomas Jefferson like came over to like meet with them, like I think during the XYZ affair, they're basically like right Thomas Jefferson's writing is basically the equivalent of like, bro, you live like this. Like just he just had like a harem. He must have been as as like oh, he had syphilis. He had syphilis. He had syphilis. That's a known fact. Okay. At least he didn't get Al Capone, I guess. No. He but he did Al Capone. Um and so uh yeah. He, you know, he's not, he's not going to be interrogated, Feltz. He says, uh, if you're going to interrogate me, you better be prepared to stick bamboo shoots under my fingernails, which not a great image, but you know, that's Ugh. what Viet Cong did. Uh, anything with nails, man. I just can't handle that shit. Can I, can I do a, a Norm McDonald type joke? You know, uh, Viet Cong, huh? more I learn about these guys, the less I like them. Um, anyway. <laughs> or shouts, shouts to Norm. Yeah, R-I-P. rest in peace. God, anytime he does that, where it's like, you know, this Adolf Hitler fella, the more I read about him, so I like it. R.I.P. And R.I.P. Dave Thomas, the goat. Oh, wait, Dave Thomas is in the, the Wendy's founder? Yeah. Oh, res- yeah, of course. Absolutely. Rest in peace to Dave Thomas. <laughs> if you want an argument out of me, you better change the subject. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, um, they. Uh, Jules comes out and you set it up with telling him to go home. What does she say to them? Uh, I don't know. Oh, I thought you were setting it up to pay it off later. That did you forget how to go home? Oh um, no 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 no! I'm I was actually more on the I was actually laughing at Phelps saying this country was built from a standing position, so he's going to stand the whole time. That's right? Yeah, that's crazy. That's an insane thing to do. <laughs> um, but anyway, 
Um, Sean and Jules talk, and Sean's basically like, it's just a hunch. What are you afraid of that? I'll prove I'm right. And, you know, she's adamant. No, that's just how you'll prove you're wrong. Correct. And then Sean asks the thing that every six-year-old, not six, eight-year-old asks an, a guy in the army. Uh, what does it feel like to kill somebody? Well, how many people have you killed first and foremost? Oh, okay, uh, gotcha. Um, um, have you done that ever? No. Okay, well, I asked my one of my best friend's brothers. He was in a... I feel okay. Sorry, I feel like it's if it's someone you know well. I think it's. I feel like it's different. I'm thinking oh, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. No, I I know him well, and he he was not shy about telling me, and uh, he actually ended up becoming a military police officer. Mm-hmm. MP. Uh, no, he's like sorry. He's okay. It's not a federal agent, but they have a federal police officer division as well. I'm not sure. If okay. Okay. No, but so every like every family party that he has, and I go to, he'll like just pull out his phone and show me like pictures of dead bodies he's found. Jesus like Christ. Showed, yeah, he showed me one of a body that had essentially rotted into a fucking mattress. And I'm like, dude, how many people, like, what's wrong with you? You need to go to therapy, man. Yeah, that's not, that's not great. Uh, wouldn't yeah. want to be that guy. Uh, but no, I remember I once made the observation, I still think this is true, that you know damn well that Donald Trump into his teens was still asking anyone in a uniform, hey, have you ever killed someone? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, anyway, like he, he probably asked like John Kelly that. <laughs> um, yeah. And so anyway, uh, he asks, he asks how it feels to kill someone, and Hewen snaps at him and says, "I hope you never have to find out." Um, and so yeah, Jules goes snap. And so then Sean, they're talking to weapons guy, and Sean is messing with weapons, which I feel like this is I kind of get annoyed. Like I, Sean's not this stupid. What is he? He's got fucking anti tank weapons. He's not gonna be a, like that. Kind of annoys me when Sean's this childish. Yeah, correct. Um, and the soldier they're talking to is the guy that Ewan was talking to, no? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so, um, yeah, they're, and it, it, judging from what the guy says, it makes it sound like someone's already talked to him. So mm-hmm. we already know that clearly Ewan had been talking to him at some mm-hmm. point. So Sean notices the clipboard and some signatures, and that causes him to, you know, question mm-hmm. him about the clipboard. He wants to see it, and he mm-hmm. asks about the signatures. Mm-hmm. And... That's when we find out that one of the privates apparently had a girlfriend, mm. and that night he snuck off the base to hang out with her, and Stark subbed in, which yeah. is interesting because he worked in the motor pool. He didn't work in weapons inventory, so why the mm. hell would he be there? Why aren't they yes. running a tighter ship here? And so he possibly saw something he wasn't supposed to. Um, and right. uh, at this moment, uh, Ewan gets a call from his uh, handler, and he's not happy with the fact that the- Sean's figuring it out. Yeah, and so Ewan tells his boss that Sean's actually good at his job and he's close and that he'll just follow Sean's lead to the target and when mm-hmm. the time comes, he'll handle it himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're going to be back at the base later that night. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to Sean and Abigail in bed, you know, Sean just motoring Post-coitus, on. Post-coitus, right? Post-coitus, yeah, they just experienced coitus. Um, no one ever says pre-coitus. But anyway, uh, says this is nice. I do. It's you and me, me and you. Talk about us, man. Talk about this, being in a relationship. Spending the time, spooning okay, it up. I don't up. know why I thought, I thought this was like a fucking song. Is it a song? I don't think so, no. I mean, okay. m- there's a song, you and me, and all of it, but that's not it. Okay. Is that Edwin McCain? Uh, you and me is... Um, Brian Adams? No, that's Lifehouse. Um, oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, and so, Sean's checking his watch, and Abigail notices, and he has to get ready to go. Um, but, uh, Abigail has more important news. 
Yeah, she's uh she's going to Uganda. The city? Uh, not the city. No, no, not the city. Um and she's leaving not only is she leaving, but she's leaving in two days. Um for well, a, like, wait, is she is she having months. an affair with Kamala? <laughs> is that another pro wrestler? I mean, they say it as a wrestler. That's in the, I, I, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. She okay. says the wrestler, his real name is Jim Harris, and he's from Mississippi. Right, okay. Um, and she's leaving for six months, possibly longer. It all happened really fast, and she's going there with a program that's going to help build and design a school, and she's been waiting for six years to be invited on this journey. So mm-hmm. Sean's obviously not happy and asks what she would have said if like, they had talked about this previously. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the main takeaway is that she would have wanted him to come with her. Yeah. So I think we know where this is going. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate, you know. Uh, and so, yeah, they kind of leave it off in a weird spot. We cut to Sean. Is, Gus. Is, it, is it unfortunate? I think at this point we're all rooting for one thing. No, of course not. No, I'm talking about from like in from his perspective. It's not yeah, unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. Let's not be stupid. Like, yeah. No, they'll be like watching The Office and being like, man, I really hope that Pam and Roy work out. Um, and so anyway uh so sean gus and ewan are on the base they're all wearing army uniforms and they got to get on the truck basically that clearly something happened with um and uh you know they have to do an edge version so sean pushes gus into the middle of the area and a like sergeant of some kind notices him yeah and uh he reacts in a really cartoonish way which is basically Mm -hmm. uh to do push drop down and give him X amount of push-ups. And he starts talking about like having a girlfriend or like loving his mama or missing his mom and some weird shit. And mm-hmm. that's when Gus busts out his best Richard Gere officer and a gentleman impression. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a good movie. Uh, I'm sure you haven't seen it. It's a Taylor Hackford joint, right? Taylor Hackford, correct. Um, yeah, I think Louis Lou Gossett Jr. won the Academy. Yeah, Award. he won the Oscar for it. I know that for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. You need to watch that because I will. Hey, by the way, I didn't tell you. I watched. I I, I watched American Bowler from London for you. You're welcome. And what do you think? I thought it was good. I didn't. It's not my favorite movie like yours, but I'll say this: I did appreciate a very sexy British woman wearing a male NYU T-shirt after sex. That made me feel very good. Um, yeah. No, I yeah. mean Griffin. Griffin Dunn is the goat in that movie. He's I so mean, good. absolutely. Uh, and uh, was you know Frank Oz is funny in his one scene. Um, yeah, Mr. Kessler. Mr. Kessler. Yeah. yeah. It's a good, good, good movie. The effects still hold up, obviously. I'm not saying anything. I can't really break new ground talking about a very famous movie. But, uh, yeah. Um, I, I want to yeah. make sure you knew that because I said I'd watch it by the next time we talked. And I forgot until last night. And so I didn't make sure I did that. I'm going to go on your letterbox to see what you rated. I'm guessing three I don't rate it. Mo- no, don't rate most movies on letterbox. I didn't rate it. But I'd probably mm-hmm. rate it three and a half or four. Probably four. Yeah, it's good. I don't rate on Letterboxd because I don't want people to, like, compare. Because I, you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, because I rate, like, you know, my rating of, of four for, like, a dumb comedy is not the same for me rating a, you know, serious movie for. You know what I mean? Anyway. Um, the only thing I had with that movie is the end, where it just, like, fucking it's ends It's incredibly like abrupt, yes. Yeah, and then it's movies used to do song. that. Movies used to do that, though. That's the thing. I see. Anyway, so uh, they get on the truck and they're hiding behind an airplane and they see an arms deal going down with Wallach, who is the guy we briefly saw. He's selling mm-hmm. weapons to some type of, you know, arms smugglers. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, um, they get noticed and Wallach grabs a gigantic biscuit. Um, an automatic and, biscuit. Like I remember at the, the like the best restaurant, not like the best restaurant, but like the most famous 
local restaurant in my hometown near the high school. It was a place called the Smokehouse. It was a breakfast place. And the t- basically, I would say 90 to 95% of people who only ordered the same two dishes, which were potatoes and gravy and biscuits and gravy. And potatoes and gravy were like uh, f- fries that were like potato chip shaped but very thick. And then put in sausage gravy and biscuits and gravy was one gigantic biscuit. This probably, I would say probably six inches by six inches, one big biscuit. And that's yeah. smaller than gravy. All delicious. Um, and a half order was this big. Look at how big I'm showing you. React audibly. This is a half order. Oh, wow. The full order was this big. Um, and anyway, my point the smoke, being. The smokehouse. It's called the Smokehouse, yeah. In Punta Gorda, Florida. my house back in high school, Playboy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so if, if you're ever in Punta Gorda, Florida, <laughs> and uh, it's before, I think, 1 o'clock, because they close at 1 o'clock, go there. But my point being, the biscuit he gets is that big of a biscuit. That's what that lined up was for. Um, I'm looking this up right now. It's great. It, it's like in an old house. It looked like it looks like uh, just a house. What street is it? it on? Uh, I think it's on Cooper or Carmelita. I think it's on Cooper though, right? Cooper. Yeah. Um, yeah. The football team would go there every Friday before a game, and yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Oh my god. It's Not so too good. many photos on there, but I see it. Okay. You see the yeah? I mean, it's so fucking good. Also, oh, you're, like, by tar- you're by Tarpon. Th- what do you mean? Tarpon is that's the name of our mascot. Okay, never mind. Because like my one of my coworkers, she went to Florida and she went to Tarpon Springs. No, Tarpon Springs is not close. Um, okay, never mind. I mean, it's it's on the right coast, but um, Tarpon Springs is north of Clearwater. But we're the Charlotte, Charlotte High School is the only uh, high school in the entire country that uses the tarpon as mascot. Um, so, yeah, a little fun see. fact. And so a lot of stuff is branded tarpon. You can never hide your tarpon pride. What was your high school mascot, just to make this a reciprocal conversation? Pioneers. Cool, cool. There are a lot of pioneers, so you can't you can't make the same claim. Yeah, it's pretty weak. Yeah, but I mean, tarpons are a fish are, are not are like not uh, they're eaten a lot. Like they're not a predator, so it's not really that cool. We're we you know anyway. Um, and so there's some shooting, and um, everyone gets away. You know, there's no actual resolution here. But we're back in Feltz's office. And um, Ewan explains what happened to everyone, and Sean goes over to Jules, and he apologizes. But what does he first apologize for? <laughs> he apologizes about being wrong about Eve Plum. Uh, she apparently played three different characters on the love boat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even know who Eve Plum is. But... I don't know either. But I, I think you and I have similar comedy brains where some people, and I don't get people like this, if they don't get the reference to the brain, but it's still funny to me because it's just so stupid. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, for sure. I was laughing. Spe- uh... Specific, like, I, I think you and I are the same. Ludicrous specificity is always funny, no matter what. <laughs> yes. Okay, so Eve Plum was Jan Brady on the original okay. Brady Bunch. And, and apparently she- three different characters on the love boat. <laughs> and she was from Burbank, which is where my high school was, the Providence Pioneers. There you go. It's oh, all... shout out to the boy Burbank, boy Providence High School. All right, you, yeah, you went to a private high school. Correct. Um, yeah. I went to Charlotte High School, which uh, is a school that it's takes not in, pride. It's not in Charlotte. No, but it's in Charlotte County, so that's why. Um, yeah. But they takes pride in being the first school to desegregate in the state of Florida, which is very funny that they take pride in it because they desegregated in 1962, a decade after they had to legally. <laughs> oh, my um, God. Okay, this is real quick. Last last tangent, I swear. I don't give a the fuck. Last... Some of these episodes run long. Sometimes they go 36 minutes. Sometimes they go an hour. Whatever. The six people that are in the notable alumni section from my I high mean, school. I mean, I gotta do mine now too if you're doing that. But well, yours is gonna be way longer. Mine is no, it's Gina not. Gil- Gina Gillespie. Okay, who I don't was know who that maybe is. Maybe Longstocking, I guess. Okay. Marcus Levette Jr. 
Mm-hmm. He played for the sporting club of Port- uh, whatever. He went to uh, St. John's. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Paul Murkovich, no idea who that is. Mina Suvari. Whoa. Yeah. Wait, Mina Suvari. Hold, yeah. uh, hold that thought for a psych podcast. Let me just say that. Okay. Uh, Mina Suvari, Helen Hunt. Okay. And and Jeff Cirillo. Okay. So mine is all athletes uh, mm-hmm. and none famous. Like Mike Bellamy, who I think I mentioned before was the Sporting News Player of the Year, who had kicked yes. out of Clemson. Uh, yes. Amanda Carr, who was one of the first uh, BMX riders, female BMX riders in the Olympics. A couple football players and baseball players, no one famous. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, Mina Suvari. Look at that. Yeah, shouts to you, man. I, I've said before, my – And Helen Hunt. If I get onto my high school's page, which is not that all I need is a Wikipedia page, I'm I'm good. My life is that's all that's the level of success I need. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, and I, mean, I could yeah. easily do that. Like if I like you know, if I were to like be a long time writer on a TV show, that gets me a Wikipedia page. Boom, boom, boom. I'm there. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so he then apologizes for the actual thing, and um, you know, uh, felt is reading over the dot like the explanation that Sean caught with his partner Gee Butter Snaps. <laughs> Yeah, correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, so they're trying to find Wallach, Operation Manhunt. Correct. Sean's got some suggestions, which, you know, Operation Manhunt seems like it's been done a million times. I don't blame him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a great Santini reference, which I've heard of, but I don't know. Yeah, actually it's a movie. About. It's a movie where Robert Duvall plays a dick to his son about basketball. I mean, I don't, that's all I know. Um, okay. His son is what Michael O'Keefe from Caddyshack, I believe. Um, I've never seen Caddyshack. That's Caddyshack is good. Uh, there's some, like, comedies from the 80s that I, you know, but that is capital G good. Um, okay. And anyway, uh, so, yeah, they're going to try to find him, but Sean is talking to Ewan, and he's basically, like, saying thank you, um, but Ewan has to leave. Apparently he has a flight at 04, at a F flight at uh, 0430. 0430. Yeah. yeah. For some reason, I kept writing 13. Yeah. Um, and this, you know, Sean... I forgot how. Oh, this is when he notices that? No. Somehow he figures out that Ewan has something yeah. else going on, so they need to follow him. Yeah. So they do. They follow him to the pier, the pelican urine-soaked piers, and mm-hmm. he's bringing Wallach onto a boat at gunpoint. Mm-hmm. And Sean basically wants to interrupt this because he kind of knows where this is going, even though Guy is kind of uh, naive yeah. about the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he's like, you know, let's talk. And they're talking about going, you know, I, I whole ideological thing. He's following orders, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, you know, Ewan says, you know, you're a good detective. Why don't you and your buddy here, Gus? The name is Gus. Which yes, man, it's always funny. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, basically, um, you know, Ewan tells him that Wallach broke a code, mm-hmm. so he needs to go down. Mm-hmm. Um. And. He also mentions that his sister likes Sean, and so does he, and he doesn't want to have to do something to him that he doesn't mm-hmm. have to. Um, and so this is when Juliet appears out of the shadows mm-hmm. uh, with her gun pointed at her brother. And, you know, Ewan's like, you're not going to arrest your brother, or you're not going to shoot your brother. Mm-hmm. And Lassie pulls up behind and says, but I will. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, she basically guilts him out of what he was going to do, mm-hmm. and he gets... Arrested. Gets arrested. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, you know, Sean says, for the record, I hate that I'm right. And uh, Julia says, me too. We cut to uh, a prison bus outside the police station, and they're waiting to see you and get on. You and never gets on, and there's no record of them. 
he disappeared. The government got him out. Yep. And so then we cut to the original airport, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and uh, uh, Abigail's about to get on her flight, and they're talking. She's going to be back um, on February 24th uh, for a couple days. And so, you know, that's... uh, My biggest biggest gripe with this fucking thing is, like, why would you take a flight from Santa Barbara to LAX? That was my question as well. Why would you not just fucking drive to LAX? That's stupid. Well, I mean, where are you going to leave your car? But also, just like, that's take a good the fucking question. train. Yeah, take the train. Is there a train that goes from Santa Barbara to uh, Los Angeles? It takes you to Union. Yeah, of course. It takes you to Union Station. I went to a wedding. I don't know. I don't know what the the, the fucking infrastructure is on uh, the West well, Coast. There's, all, there's an Amtrak thing that takes you from LA to, like, Seattle or to Canada, oh. if you will. Damn. I don't know. I, I, I assume it's very slow, and that's why no one takes it. Well, I mean, people do. I, do you no one takes people? it that distance, I mean. Yeah, correct. I mean, I did because I knew I was going for a wedding and I, everybody knew that they were going to be hungover, so nobody wanted to drive, so we just fucking took Hell yeah. Hell yeah. No, no, I mean, like, that's why people would fly from L.A. to San Francisco usually as opposed to taking the train. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because absolutely. the train's slow is what I'm saying. Like, if it was as fast still, as, like, Japan, you would that. probably take the train. Yeah, I still want to do that, though. I do want to take the train from L.A. to, like, Vancouver. I have really thought about A thing I wanted to do is just have a trip where you just take a long train ride and just kind of get, like, just be, like, a little bit over the limit the entire time. Like, not like shit face, yeah. but just like, like, 1930s drunk. Where you know people in the 1930s, like, on a train were just drunk the entire time a little bit, like, Murder on the Orient yeah. Express, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that would be yeah, a good no, way to travel. That seems, that seems ideal. The only thing I would hate, I think, is, like, if you had to shower on a train, I think that would suck. That's why you want to get, like, that's why I would only do it if I really was in, like, a good situation, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, if I was on, say, I don't know, uh, the Orient Express, um, which still exists, which is crazy. It sounds fictional, but it's still real. I think it takes you to Istanbul. It does, and that's also what in uh, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. That's the train that uh, they're taking. You don't express. I haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen Dead Reckoning Part One? I haven't. No, I haven't. My oh, man, dude. I miss. I miss it in theaters. I fucked. It I understand now. that, but whatever. Find a big TV somewhere. I have a big TV. I I, I fine. Just one hour, just you, Henry Zerny, Tom Cruise is in it, sure, but Henry Zerny. That's my guy. I need no. That's I know. And guess what? It, know. Guess guess what? Do you, would you believe me if I said that every line he holds it like this, yeah, Mister Hunt? Yeah, I love so it. fucking pumped. Yeah, Ugh, man. Anyway, so yeah, they she they kiss you, yada yada yada. Henry Zerny's the goat. Who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? What do you give yourself yeah. out of ten? Uh, I actually give it an 8 out of 10. So do I. Also, did I mention that Kerry Elwes is doing his, like, super mannered American accent of, yes, this is a weapon that only certain people can be involved with. He's Um, in the movie, too? Yeah, you're damn right he is. Oh, goodness. Okay. God. And Isai Morales is in it. You know. God, fuck. I mean, to me... Shay Wickham is in it? Wow. Kerry Elwes will never outdo his uh robin hood mentized performance i mean yes obviously you i think of him in this context as pierre desperate 11 o's um but you know uh yeah. anyway more important than that uh andre where do people find you on twitter you could follow me at andre Pereira, and you can follow me at the j christy before you subscribe share this with the biggest psych fan in your life and tune in next time as we talk about thrill seekers and hellraisers <laughs> <laughs>